Yeah, while, while Joseph flips through an O-level chemistry book, we're going to talk about theory of knowledge. What Yay. is theory of knowledge? Uh, theory of knowledge provides an opportunity for students to reflect on the nature of knowledge and on how we know what we claim to know. So that's from the IB website. It aims to make students aware of the interpretive nature of knowledge, including personal ideological biases, and whether these biases are retained, revised, or rejected. What, what is TOK basically? I, I would simplify it to say that it is a simplified version of what philosophy is, and particularly epistemology, which is about... Actually, how we know um, what we know. Yeah, but at the same time, it's very diluted because it's to cater to uh, tertiary students. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you, we break, we break the TOK down into areas of knowledge, which includes things like uh, mathematics, natural sciences, human sciences. What's the big four? History, ethics. History, ethics, natural sciences, human sciences. Yeah. I think some people say it's math, math also. Math, yeah. yeah. And then also ways of knowing, which is different ways to process this knowledge. So that includes things like language or sense perception or imagination. Or reasoning. Or reasoning. How it worked was that uh, throughout year five and year six, we had a series of lectures that would introduce us to different areas of knowledge and different ways of knowing. Or it would be in the form of tutorials. So either be lectures or tutorials. And uh, the teachers, I guess, would try to engage us with different activities or different discussions. Uh, to try and make TOK more engaging and insightful. Honestly, right, TOK is the kind of subject is either you enjoy it a lot or you really don't. So, uh, I guess it's interesting to 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 learn something new because it's not it's not a usual it's not something you. I mean, if you're not from IP or AC and MG, but it's, uh yeah, uh TOK is something new to you. It's I guess it's an interesting way of looking at new things. Okay, so now let's discuss which TOK questions we chose to do. So, Richard, which question do you eventually do for your TOK essay topic? My que- the question I did was question three. Too much of our knowledge revolves around ourselves as if we are the most important thing in the universe. Why might this be problematic? So I chose to write about uh, the natural sciences and um, ethics. And like very natural combination would be natural sciences and history, for example. And ethics is, is I think it's an area that almost nobody chooses to write about. Why are people more inclined to write about history and natural sciences in the essay? Well, okay, I think is is that they're both uh they're both objective but to different degrees, right? So natural sciences is is a very easy example of um objectivity, right? We we think of uh science experiments, you know, we can repeat it, we can do it over and over again to prove that this will happen when when you under under certain conditions. But there you know, there are also subjective areas where um we cannot uh, fully ascertain that it is because of this factor. Lah. So in natural sciences, we do this thing called abductive reasoning, which is to uh, eliminate possible explanations by conducting experiments. Although it's not as strong as deductive reasoning, where uh, if A is true, B must be true, like we see in math. So there, like natural sciences are mostly objective, but there are subjective aspects to it. Whereas for history, it a mix of abductive and in- inductive reasoning, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we can think, get some insight to what historical figures think, thought at the time based on their actions or what they said, but we can never, like, truly understand it fully. So, these are areas that are pretty familiar and easy to talk about. Yeah. So, the theory of knowledge uh, presentation and essay requires you to utilise uh, different areas of knowledge 
uh, and real life examples to uh, it's, it's, it's part of the necessary part of the assessment and your essay may also specifically state that you have to mention two uh, areas of knowledge in fact so what Richard has been talking about uh, is explaining why people tend to choose uh, two contrasting perhaps uh, areas of knowledge because they're easier to compare and contrast when you're writing your essay but yeah, Richard, you're talking about choosing natural sciences and ethics. So why ethics? Okay, I love ethics. Ethics is my favorite. Okay, okay. So, so uh, it. I, I was reading like this, uh, this this thing about like uh, this guy called Peter Singer who was like animal rights are uh, animals should be ethically equivalent to humans. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it, it's about animal rights and stuff. And like, ethics has a lot of like interesting questions like for example there was this uh so so in utilitarianism it's basically to maximize happiness for everyone overall and uh there's there's this um example where you know there's there are five patients who have families and will die without an organ transplant and then uh you are you are the doctor and your neighbor is a homeless drunkard whatever nobody loves him and he has five organs that are perfectly perfect matches. So, and no one will miss him if he's gone. So, is that according to utilitarianism, the best thing to do would be to kill the guy, harvest his organs, and transplant it to like those five patients. Mm-hmm. But of course, many people will see that as crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so there, there's no like really perfect ethical theory, and so it, it's 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 quite fun to debate over it and how, see why these. Uh, ethical theories might be imperfect and like what fundamental reasons for example self-centric thinking yeah that might have led to that yeah so you talked about choosing your areas of knowledge right Mm -hmm. but why did you choose that question for TOK itself so okay I was deciding I was kind of deciding between question 3 which is what I ended up up doing at question 4 can I just say like question 4 and 6 were were the easiest ones, but it's super boring. I didn't want to do those. Ouch. Ouch. Okay. It was boring, okay? It's boring. It's true. Yeah, it's actually boring. A lot of people uh, chose question six because it was the most straightforward to do. It's not straightforward. No, actually, I think question four is more straightforward. Question question four is much more straightforward. Yeah, because you can't remember. Because reliable knowledge and certainty, a lot of people can be conflicted. It's very shady. Yeah, it's it's very like... There's a great area between... It's not just black and white for reliability and certainty. For all those listening on the podcast, please just Google uh, TOK questions IB 2020 to understand what we're referring to. But you look for a question that is exciting to do or safe to do? Um, Actually, it depends on uh, what type of student you are. I, mm-hmm. Some students are like in it for the seven, for the A. Some people are in it for the experience. Mm-hmm. I'm in it more for the experience. Honestly, I'm in it more for the students yeah. mm-hmm. and the grade. I just didn't want to do boring questions. <laughs> anyway, if you do boring questions, no, it doesn't guarantee your A also. Cause boring. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting, that means yeah. more, yeah. more. Anyway, our year, I think question two was ridiculous. What's question two? Understanding requires to be being able to answer what if questions about it. Okay. Uh, going back to how uh, we planned, we, we chose our TOK essay and we, we planned our TOK essay. Richard, your experience? Why okay? Why why I chose it right? It's it. I don't know. We we're going through the questions. Then, uh, Matt Wong, yeah, Matt Wong said something. Said your classmate. My cl- yeah, my classmate said something 
interesting about it is like as if we are the most important thing in the universe, right? So that's part of the question. So it we, we could like redefine who this we means. So it could be like any group you are part of. Is it be individually, uh, nationally, for example, if we are talking about history, which I didn't, or as a species, if we are talking about uh, natural sciences, which I did. Yeah. So I thought like the, the many ways we could in- interpret this question was, was interesting. And I, as I said, I didn't want to go for a boring question. So I chose question three. Yay. And I don't know anyone else who did. Uh, I did uh, question five, which was the questions we can ask depend more on what we already know than on what we do not know. And I, I did very interesting AOKs. Uh, I did natural sciences and art because my TOK teacher is a very arts teacher and he, he enjoyed he liked to talk about art a lot, so I just played on that to get a lot of good real-life examples. Uh, with regards to the TOK presentation or essay, I think in MGS, they kind of taught us a system that I have kind of applied to when I was doing both assessments. So firstly, start by brainstorming, by writing as many keywords or as many random ideas as possible that you have on a piece of paper. And then from there, branching that out into key points, into salient points that you can use for your assessment. So in my introduction for like my TOK essay or presentation, I would interpret the question or uh, I would interpret whatever I was, whatever topic I wanted to talk about and give definitions, especially for uh, the essay. Mm, I just want to focus a bit more on the definitions part. So essentially the most important thing I find is to distill the question into what it means like um, in terms like philosophically, I guess. So, um, the the question f- for my question is it's a it's a nice quote that brings across the idea. Too much of our knowledge revolves around ourselves. Blah blah. So, um, the question you know we can distill it into why might knowledge produced by knower centric processes, basically centric to yourself, be unreliable or harmful? So, the unreliable or harmful is why it, it is it covers the problematic part. For example, so it. TOK is really about how you understand, the TOK essay is about how you understand the question and how you fit the real-life examples to to uh, un- demonstrate what you want to demonstrate in your question, to answer your question. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and to add on from there, uh, once you have definitions, you have a clearer understanding of what kind of knowledge claims that you want to make. Knowledge claims are exa- uh, essentially the key points, kind of like part of your thesis statement that you would use to segment your essay or presentation. And then from there, uh, you can use your real life examples based on the areas of knowledge of your choice. And always try and give a different perspective, either through the point of a counter argument or by comparing and contrasting your two areas of knowledge uh, to give a more balanced account to your essay. Which is why you want to choose contrasting AOKs in the first place. If not, you're going to be repeating the same thing over and over. Like, for example, if you choose natural sciences, human sciences, you're going to talk about a scientific method for both. So yeah, it's going to be repetitive. So point of contrast or point of comparison that contrast that you can use is things like methodology. So are they measured? Uh, are these two AOKs measured in a, diff- in, in a similar way? So ways of knowing, essentially. Yeah, ways yeah. of knowing. Yeah. Uh, overall, I think my TOK presentation was pretty fun. You could do it either solo or in a pair, and you generally had much more freedom to choose what you wanted to talk about. I, I don't think we had any criteria at all, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Nine marks, is it? 
TOK presentation, you had to formulate your own knowledge question and it was generally quite broad on uh, whatever topic you wanted to talk about. So you could talk about what you're quite interested in. Yeah. Whereas for the essay, you were constrained by the six questions that are given to us by IP. So I enjoyed the presentation a lot because I could talk about things I was interested in, but I didn't really like the essay. Yeah, but I think for presentation, an uh, example of a, a question you can get for presentation is, for example, is that to what extent does intuition play a role in the, the acquisition of knowledge? Yeah, or it can be more specific in scientific knowledge, in historical knowledge, yeah. Yeah, so intuition is a way of knowing, and uh, scientific knowledge or history uh, is like an area of knowledge. So that's one way you could formulate your knowledge question. Yeah, so you can really choose what you paint through. Yeah, in contrast to Easy's experience, I, I honestly prefer the essay a lot more because there was some kind of guidance as to like, and, and, and the, the, the ideas posed by the questions are also tend, tend to be more interesting depending on your year. I don't know, but it's just me. La, but the questions that students come out with is usually more boring than the questions which yeah. IB can come up with. That's I mean, true. That's are, very true. Because how, how creative can we come up with questions when we are just students, especially in the first year of learning KOK. But if IB, the question that they ask are truly interesting. So I mean, honestly, right, if, I guess if for outsider point of view, for the person who has never learned KOK, if you really want to do well for TOK, I guess you try to force yourself to get interested in the subject. If you are not interested, but if you are interested, then just go on with it. But for me, I think I spent too much being not interested in TOK in year 5 that really cost me my year 6. But you never know, later I get A for TOK, they oh. But really, if, if I'll, I'll, I'll urge you, anyone who's listening that you guys should really just try to get interested in, get interested in TOK. Listen to, in, uh, listen in, try to listen, pay attention in lectures. Get yourself a TOK textbook. Is that, is that such a thing? Yes. Yes, but yeah. why? But it costs too much money. You should just you, buy one online or yeah. something. Or just look for your seniors. Like. Richard, Joseph, any thoughts about benefits of TOK and its connections to the real world? I mean, obviously it's very, very applicable to the real world. Yes. Uh, I mean, it's about, okay, as much as a lot of people say it's not about philosophy, but you take a look at it, it's, it's almost like it. So, yeah, and TOK is very applicable to your life. I mean, if you want to know about how and why you know the way, uh, the things you know, and in what ways you learn it. I guess it's interesting. I mean, I never knew that there are different ways of knowing and there are different areas of knowledge. I mean, so much knowledge in the whole entire world, you can group it into different, like, different yeah, yeah, categories. It's, it's quite interesting way of, uh, it's basically changing your perspective of how, how you know what you know, like, basically. Basically, I, I, how do I say it? I find this interesting, but I, I, I found it out there it's interesting a bit too late. But yeah, so I urge like anyone here listening, just start to get an appreciation for TOK. La. Or get appreciation How for any other subject that you don't really enjoy. How do you get appreciation? Okay. I don't know, just, I guess, do not focus too much on the, maybe some of the bad sides you have about TOK, la. maybe it's too complicated. Actually, I don't really think it's, okay, maybe it's complicated to a certain degree, la, but it isn't really like, like philosophical, that like you cannot, you cannot have a firm grasp of it. Actually, mm. you, you can, mm. if you if you really think about it. Yeah, Richard, any advice? I, I guess like, uh, get on to what Joseph was saying, like, don't think of TOK as philosophy because, you know, philosophy is so heavy mm. and like, you get intimidated. TOK is noob philosophy. Yeah. <laughs> the, the TOK teachers, is the a teachers, simpler form of philosophy. <laughs> the teachers agree with that. Okay. But, um, other than that, I, I think that, um, to enjoy TOK, you try to write what you want to write first instead of writing to score. Writing to score, you know, you can do that in your in your draft. So after after when you're fine-tuning it, like you look at the rubrics like 
where how can I make this a bit little bit more solid in terms of marks. Yeah. But uh, I I would like to, also like to think of TOK as a general writing course and like I guess TOK teaches you how to reason, which will be helpful no matter what you want to do, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's a it, it teaches you to be a better writer, structure your arguments a little more clearly. Yeah, yeah. because because it honestly it's very it's not it's not very easy to structure your arguments, especially in, in, in terms of like TOK, because TOK isn't like your normal arguments like you have in your essays in English expository writing. It's a bit different. You have to explain your reasoning and figure things out, which is one of the reasons why I'll say that IB is a bit different from A levels. In fact, very different from A levels because it's a it's a it's a subject that you're you are made to take la. So not only will it help you in your essay writing skills, but the fact that TOK is a more like a philosophical type of subject is completely different from what you would expect from an academic subject. You really have a better world world view of everything like and what you think about it. Teaches you to distill your ideas. Yeah. yeah. This podcast is sponsored by Isabel's Blanket. Isabel's Blanket, totally not dusty after this recording. Joseph left, so we are filming the this this segment uh, in a different setup. Very different setup. I love history. Right? <laughs> yeah, uh, Richard really wanted to talk about learning SL history in IB. Yeah. So I'm obliging him to talk about SL no, history. No, no, that's not, that's, that's, that, was not, that was not the agreement, but okay. You really love history. When do you first, uh, sorry, do you study history all the way throughout secondary school? Uh, yeah, I did. So, um, actually, it, it was kind of, uh, I was kind of like, I just went with the flow, you know. Like I, I, I knew I didn't want to do trip science because I hated electricity and physics, and I, so so I, I want to take biochem la, And the only combi that was combination that was available to us in sec three when we chose combis was biochem and history. So, you know, I just took history. I, I wasn't bad at history. Yeah, I, I went. In, I, I didn't do well in sec three. I did well in sec four. Yeah. So I. I decided I love history. Let's do history, and I guess I came in like expecting not to get a forty-five because of history. I guess I don't know. Oh, but history is a risky SL. Is it not? The 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 seven rate is really low for history. Okay, I think. Uh, to, sorry, when you take a group three subject, uh, humanities, I think econs is usually econs or business matches is a safer choice maybe. I think econs is the, yeah. Econs, econs is, like is the highest yeah. higher seven rate. So, as compared to that, taking SL history, nice. But yeah, go on, Richard. Yeah, anyway, I, I didn't expect history to be so content intensive. Yeah, I knew it was going to be content intensive, but not at the scale. So, the thing about SL history is that we we do the same thing as HL history. Our papers are actually literally SL slash HL history. Yeah. Except we don't do paper three, which is a lot of content. Yes. Yeah. But, but I mean, difficulty wise, don't expect anything less. Yeah, yeah, because our paper questions are, it's, we take the exact same paper. Yeah. Because I do, I as well, I do HR history and Rich and I sit for the exact same paper. So That's right. the only main difference is I would do paper three. Yeah, our topics are exactly the same. Why do you love history despite all the pitfalls? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I guess like we can look look at events with hindsight. Like it's like, oh dang, this, these people were were stupid but they made the decision that uh that was reasonable at that time. For example, 
if we go with like the traditional interpretation of Chamberlain and and uh, appeasement, like we 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 look at it, we we look at it now as like, dang, Chamberlain was stupid. Why did he negotiate the Nazis? But of course, at the time, it's a lot more complicated. So so it's always interesting to look back and and see see how others how how like um view others in a way that others will view you in the future if you are some of importance presumably perspective yeah perspective yeah, yeah. that's right and yeah but but sometimes it's it, it's kind of funny to watch people fail funny funny in in the sense that we can look back at it and laugh like now although it's less funny for people at the time the great leap was a failure we know that yeah 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 okay and the cultural revolution was a failure too that's a blanket statement <laughs> no, 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 but I agree with Richard. I think uh, the different perspectives that history forces you to have, because you have to look at like historiography, uh, who who wrote uh, the the texts or the sources that we study, uh, different perspectives based on the different time period. If we're analyzing what they did in the moment versus uh, with the benefit of hindsight that we have now, I think these are very important skills in particular that history teaches you that arguably other humanities subjects don't teach you, which I think is applicable to other areas of your life. And history... Hmm. Okay, this reminds me of like the the over... like Not overused, but like very frequently used Churchill quote. It's like, history will be kind to me for I intend to write it, right? Yeah, so I guess it also kind of brings into perspective like how the... How uh, the, the meaning of a source changes, even though it, the facts may not, when when you have uh, different people writing it to achieve different purposes. Yeah. This is like OPCDR all over again. Evaluating the source base, the source's values and limitations based on origins, purpose, and content. Yeah, it's, it's something that you'll need when you, if you do history and you take, uh, is it document-based question? Yeah, yeah document paper, one, paper one, paper one. Paper one. Yeah. Well, funny story about, 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 how Richard and I like became like better friends. friends. <laughs> so because Richard takes uh, SL history and I take HL history, but our subject content for paper one and two is about the same. So we decided we kind of wanted to help each other out. And this is a tip for those of you who are intending to study or are really studying history. Do write uh, practice essays and then give them to your teachers or you can even give them to your peers to peer mark and to give comments. Because uh, honestly, in the final lap leading up to the IB, I think that's what kept me going with the extremely content-heavy topic because I knew I had to write an essay uh, for, for this person. So, so I would actually bother <laughs> to study. I, I be sometimes ask wacky questions, you know. And if they ask wacky questions, you've got to be able to like learn to synthesize what you know into an essay, even though you may not have studied or done an outline for that particular essay. So practice essays really help to like challenge, challenge your mind to like, you know, twist, okay, twist fit the idea, although not force fit the idea into, into an essay. Yeah. Yeah. In general, like the, like the peer marking essay thing applies not just to history of, and, but it also applies to say Langlet or Lit, where, you know, it's, like by peer mark- by doing peer marking, you you get to mark other people's essay and see like fresh perspectives of like how other people write their essays, and you know maybe you might not have thought of the evidence, uh, consider the evidence in, in in this way like, uh, 
like as I said before, maybe you didn't think of the grid default as a social policy. So you, you could be exposed to new perspectives and you also learn to see the mistakes that other people make and avoid them. Oh, okay. So for history, for paper two, uh, what we study in ACS is we studied two main topics, which were authoritarian states and Cold War. 20th century authoritarian states. And we were taught uh, Hitler and Mao. So the rule of both these leaders. Under authoritarian states. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I thought authoritarian states was really interesting because it allows us to see the same policy in different lights to, to achieve different purposes. For example, we can talk about uh, the Great Default. We can see it as an economic policy where you know Mao tried to get the country ready for war and to try to get um try to turn China's economy into an autarkic one. And or we can see it as uh, an exercise of social control where you know people were organized into communes with like CCP cadres in each uh, commune controlling them. So yeah, we can see like different uh, ways of the different aims of, of their policies and and mm. and, and impacts too. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Okay, my last question for you would be um, would you recommend uh, history as the SL subject rather than econs? Um, or another safer kind of SL? I, okay, it, it, it's really hard to say. I must say that I have no regrets taking history, but it it really depends on your interests and your your goals. If you don't like history, don't take history. If you like history more than econs, take history. History is 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 a challenging subject. Not to say econs isn't, but it's a ch- history is definitely a challenging subject. It's not for everyone, and I'm glad I took it. So you don't have regrets. I I don't think so. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yeah. I think you have to evaluate whether you want to play your ideas safe are you just aiming for that 45 or are you also aiming for uh, that kind of maybe more holistic outlook where you want to grow in certain skills and and just pursue what you're interested in we've come to the end of this episode of podcast hopefully you found this very informative uh, okay, thank you for hosting this, Isabel. Thank you, Izzy, for having yes. us. Aww, thank you, uh, Richard and Joseph, for, yeah. for coming on board. You're welcome. And stay tuned for the next episode. If you all have any questions, you can drop us an email at myibexperience at gmail.com, which we mentioned at the start of the podcast. And of course, do follow us on Instagram at oh. the IB Experience. Info is down in the description. There's no info down in the description. Also, Richard's hair is pink. Okay, <laughs> bye!